and welcome to another teaching by 119 Ministries. Our ministry teaches that the whole Bible is true and applicable for our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. Throughout the world, past and present, there are two major forms of philosophy, Western and Eastern. And these two forms of philosophy are very different from each other. The Bible was written by Hebrews in a culture that was predominantly Eastern in its philosophy, while we, the readers of the Bible, live in a culture that is predominantly Western in its philosophy. Eastern philosophy is the form of philosophy of all ancient cultures as well as all primitive cultures that still exist today. Western philosophy was developed in the Greek culture by its ancient philosophers about 3,000 years ago. When we read the Bible, which was written from an ancient Eastern Hebrew perspective, we will frequently misinterpret the text because we are reading it from a Western Greek perspective. When it comes to reading the Bible in its proper perspective, the four major differences between Hebrew and Greek thought must be kept in mind. Concrete versus abstract thinking, passive versus active descriptions, impersonal versus personal relationships, and linear versus block logic. Abstract versus concrete thinking. A concrete word is a word which brings to mind something that you can see, hear, feel, taste, or touch. Let's take Exodus 17.12 as an example of concrete thinking. But Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it, while Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. In this passage, we can see many concrete words, including hands, stone, sat, side, steady, and sun. In addition, the entire sentence creates a visual scene that we can easily picture in our mind. An abstract word is a word that does not bring to mind something that you can see, hear, feel, taste, or touch. Psalm 92 verse 2. To declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. In this passage, we do see some concrete words, including morning and night. But we also have the words steadfast and faithfulness, which are abstract words. The Hebrews were not incapable of abstract thought, but every abstract word was rooted in something concrete, which will be related to the meaning of the word. The Hebrew word for steadfast is hesed, Strong's 26.17 which concretely means to bow the head, which abstractly means to show another kindness, in the sense of bowing the head to another as a sign of respect. Also in Psalm 92, too, is the word faithfulness, another abstract word. The Hebrew word translated as faithfulness, which is the word emunah, and concretely means something that is steady, unwavering, firm, or stable. Incidentally, 
The Hebrew word emunah in this verse is the same word translated as steady in Exodus 17.12, which we already looked at. Passive versus active descriptions. In our modern Western Greek culture, when we describe something, we do it according to its physical appearance. For instance, we may describe a person by their height, skin color, hair color, and length, size, etc. But if you will notice, nowhere in the Bible is a person ever given such a description, unless it is being provided for a specific purpose. As an example, Esau is described as hairy, but this description is provided because we are later told that Jacob disguised himself as Esau by wearing hairy coverings on his arm to trick his father. In Greek thought, objects are described in relation to itself, while in Hebrew thought, they are described in relation to the user. For example, we would describe a pencil as wooden, long, and pointed. But the Hebrew would describe it by saying, I write with it. In our modern language, we frequently use adjectives to describe someone or something. For instance, we may describe a tree as tall or large. But Hebrew uses verbs to describe someone or something, such as what we see in Psalm chapter 1 which describes a tree as being planted by streams of water. Impersonal versus personal relationships. We previously mentioned that a Hebrew would describe a pencil with, I write with it. Besides demonstrating the active nature of the language, it also demonstrates the personal relationship a Hebrew has with his environment. In our modern Greek culture, we have an impersonal relationship with the objects and environment around us. We may say something like, God is good, which describes God in relation to himself. But a Hebrew would say, my God is good to me, which describes God in relation to the writer. Linear versus block logic. The Greek thinker uses linear logic that flows in steps from a beginning to an end. Each step is linked closely to the next in a coherent and rational fashion. In contrast to this, the Hebrew thinker uses block logic, which groups things together according to the similarities. Because of these differences, Western readers of the Bible, who are reading the Bible from only a linear perspective, Read the creation account in Genesis as if it was only written in chronological order. But this was not how the narrative was only written. The different events of the creation account are also recorded in blocks of related events. The first three days of creation are related to separation. Day 1, separating light from darkness. Day 2, separating water from the sky. Day 3, separating the land from from the water. The next three days of creation are related to the filling of creation. Day four, filling the light with the sun and the dark with the moon and the stars. Day five, filling the water with fish and the sky with birds. Day six, filling the land with animals and man. The record of events for the first six days of creation are written in blocks of parallels, a form of Hebrew poetry and it can be written like this. In the way that this is graphically shown, you can see the relationship from the first three days of creation to the last three days of creation. 
This is an example of Hebraic block logic. To explain further, days 1 and 4 are paralleled with each other as we can see from the following verses. Genesis chapter 1 verse 4. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. And Genesis 1:14 and 18. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Verse 4 occurs on the first day and is describing the action of God separating the light and the darkness. But in verse 14, which is day 4, we have God again separating light and darkness. It is hard for our Western minds to grasp these very different perspectives of thought. But if we do not accept the fact that the Bible is written from a perspective that is very different from our own, we will continue to either misinterpret it or miss valuable insight. We hope that you have been blessed by this teaching. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.